From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for September 15th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Worling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi, back in the Peanut Gallery, joining us, our good friend and one of our listeners, Heather Weil, who's visiting from Seattle, and uh, was with us last night at the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Uh, in this week's show, that's exactly what we're going to discuss. Uh, last week's, or last week's, oh gosh... Uh, this year's uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Uh, we were all there for it, and that is going to be the uh, the bulk of our discussion this week. All that plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. And welcome to the show, everybody. A uh, couple things in housekeeping. Uh, we have a video added to our YouTube channel of the fireworks, the fantastic fireworks from last night's uh, Halloween party, but that is also going in the feed this week. So when you, if you're downloading the show on iTunes, you'll be getting it on your iPod, iPod Touch, iPhone, iPad. Uh, there'll be a, actually I'm gonna uh, there'll be a separate one for the iPad that can be downloaded from the show notes page. Oh, cool! Because the iPad is a much bigger screen, and we can make it look a lot better on the iPad. If you, if you use an iPhone video on the iPad, it looks grainy and kind of... Mm, where'd you take the fireworks from? Dead dead on Main Street. Very cool. Dead I on Main Street. kind of lame. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah, she stands alone. Everyone yeah. else loved them. Yep. You're all wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> were you facing the castle when you watched <laughs> I was. However, I had just seen the Nightastic fireworks, and I thought those were spectacular. They were. They I were. thought these paled by comparison. I Aww. thought they had some elements. Well, we're going to talk about that. it. We're going to talk about it um, when we get to the segment. So let's not let's not jump the gun. Um, another thing I have for housekeeping, I remembered what it is because I've been saying like for like the last hour I had something else for housekeeping. What was it? Uh, the Universal Show. I apologize that a Universal Show has not gone up for September. We were actually uh, uh, trying to do something different this month. It didn't work out. We kept trying to reschedule it. It didn't work out. So we don't have a show going up uh, for September. However, uh, we will be putting a show up right after uh, the first Halloween Horror Nights. And we have some really cool stuff uh, going into that show. we got a great interview with the show director uh, of Halloween Horror Nights that Dave Parfit has done. Cool. And we'll have full coverage of Halloween Horror Nights. So that'll be uh, a little later in the month. But I apologize. I know people have been asking about it and... We were trying to do something different and cool, and it just fell apart. So maybe next month we'll try that. So that was what I was forgetting. So, John, I know you have a few housekeepings. I do. I uh, have some information about Podcast Cruise 2.0. Um, we have an official logo. Uh, will has put up the logo for the cruise, so people are free to use that logo. We ask that you don't distort it. There's some guidelines for use on the site as far as proportion and color use. Um, will Perry will hunt you down. Really? He'll be very, very mad. Uh, it's a really cool logo. We like it. We think it's really sharp. Uh, there's merchandise with the logo available in, the, in our Cafe Press store. 
this, this information is on the Diz boards under the Podcast Cruise subforums. We'll also have a, a link to it on the show notes page. Cool. Um, I want to make sure people know that if you sign up for the Diz or Dreams transfers, these are the transfers that we're setting up from the Swan to the port and then back from the port to either the Swan or the airport, not through Disney but through us, um, the cutoff date to cancel these is September 27th. So if you need to cancel, please make sure you contact either myself or Tracy Whipple. Um, we're going to keep accepting new transfer requests until we know there's enough. We've until there's no more space on the buses, and then at that point we'll cut them off. But if you need to cancel, make sure you get your cancel request in by the 27th. And we are still waiting for Disney Cruise Line to work with us on the schedule for this cruise. Welcome to our hell. It has been. Not fun. That's why we're making, for any future cruises we're doing, we're making some major changes in, in, in this stuff because this is just ridiculous. Right. It's ridiculous to try and work. Honestly, I think we should do the next one on Royal Caribbean and say, and just flipping the bird as we're walking away. We've been doing, we've been trying to work with them for months and now we're 90 days out. This is the same stuff they pulled last time with us. And I, I've got to be honest, I'm unimpressed. I'm unimpressed with Disney Cruise Line's uh, group's department. Um, well, this is really this is really their entertainment department. We have to go through shoreside shore operations to then work with their onboard entertainment. So it becomes a stupid maze we have to run through for everything. But it was it was still even even without the entertainment component uh, last year. It was the same nonsense. It was the same nonsense going through that that one particular person's office, who shall remain nameless for now. If he keeps <laughs> pissing me off, I'm going to start. Handing out his email address and phone number. Really? So as soon as we get any information on the schedule on the ship, we're going to make sure we post it. We're going to try to send out an email to everybody and keep everybody updated. But less than 90 days. God. Lord Almighty. Can you believe it? No, I don't. I know. It's coming up too fast. That's it for my housekeeping. All right. Anybody else? Just real quick. Um, we've had a lot of people donate to Ferris for the step-up walk, and I wanted to say thank you for your generosity. We appreciate it, and we are getting close to our goal. I think we're like at 37-something right now. We've got to do the uh, – we've got to sign the shirt and auction that off. we got to put that up on eBay. I'll talk to Corey about that. Okay. Because um, I think we can – Definitely put it over the over the top. And we even that. have some listeners signed up to walk, so I'm really excited about that. Um, to uh, the Osinskis, am I saying that right? Shannon and Jason and Aaron. Yep. So I'm excited about that. Cool. cool. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Walter and I are not going to be back from our I know our vacation. Um, Darn, you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I no, say. I do. I have to get up at the crack because those those four days that uh, that weekend were in. Uh, we we added on time in Sedona. He really oh. really wanted <laughs> to spend time in Sedona, so I'm going to be getting up at the crack of dawn to go find vortexes and what. <laughs> Just do a Google search on Sedona and Vortexes. It's really going to be charming. Vortexes. But it's it's for his 50th birthday. It's like an Area 51 thing. Sedona is considered a very, uh, uh, for Native Americans in particular, this is considered a very spiritual place. I'm not going to make fun of it because it is something that's important to him. I don't understand it. Is he going to go on a vision quest? I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's going to take peyote and, and talk to trees. And go in the log house with Candy Bergen. Um, but I, uh, uh, you know, this Sedona is something he's really, 
uh, for those who don't know, Walter is, is part Native American. And so Sedona is a big deal. And I'm trying to understand it and research it, and I'm seeing things about vortexes and trees that are all twisted. And Anyone, everybody want to put money on the fact that Pete comes back with turquoise jewelry? No. <laughs> no, no. no want to take this I, action? We've been married for nine years. I've been to many Native American functions where they were selling stuff. I will come back with pottery. I love the pottery. Yeah. I will not come back with the jewelry. Dream catchers. I don't know. We ate in a restaurant. If it hasn't happened yet, it's never going to. We were in Santa Fe, and we ate in a restaurant. The name of the restaurant was Earl's. And as we were sitting there eating, the little Native American children would come around with their turquoise jewelry. And they would do those great big precious moment eyes at you. So we came home with turquoise jewelry. <laughs> precious moment eyes? You know what you know, I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking eyes. about. They do the big sad eyes. Yeah. No, I'm, actually, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it. But um, So, yeah, I'll talk to Corey. we got to get a, a, a T-shirt up on eBay. Okay. Also... I have some people signed up for the walk. I, I think they're listeners, but I cannot locate an email address for them. And I need T-shirt sizes. So if any of you have signed up for the walk and you don't um, – well, actually, if you haven't given me a T-shirt size, I need you to contact me, Julie, at WDWinfo.com. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Anything else? Going once, going twice. Johnny with the news. Uh, before I do our first news story, I just want to give a little warning. Uh, not only is it sad, it may spoil some magic for some little ears. So if you want to fast forward mm. through my news, I will not be offended. Except for You also time. won't know. <laughs> well, I'm sure that at some point you can jump back in. Uh, first story is, the man widely believed to be the first Mickey Mouse at Walt Disney World has died. Doug Parks died August 29, 2010. And he was young, 60. too. Yeah, and 60 years old. Yeah. A story and a picture of Mr. Parks at home that ran in the Orlando Sentinel in 1971 identified him as Disney World's first costumed Mickey Mouse. He later trained two other substitute mice. Was there a non-costumed Mickey Mouse? <laughs> of course there was. He's the friend of Mickey. There's also voices. Oh, okay. Um, Disney officials I thought if there was somebody walking around with a birth defect that looked like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Disney officials would only confirm he was an entertainment cast member, but would not say whether Parks was the first costumed Mickey Mouse at the Magic Kingdom when it opened in October 1971. His family, likewise, was reluctant to spoil the so-called Disney magic. Disney, oh, sorry, Parks stood four feet seven inches, the perfect size to play Mickey. Friends and family say Parks, a redheaded man who was a high school track star in upstate New York, was cheerful and animated and agile as well. Uh, Parks, who collected Disney memorabilia, worked elsewhere on property during his 39 years with the theme park company. 39 years. He worked in the mailroom and was assigned to visit hotels on the resort's property as a secret shopper and write reviews. Hmm. He also worked at the theme park's reservation center, where he scheduled trips for important people. But his uh, favorite role at the theme park was playing Mickey Mouse. Early on in his career, he had a chance to travel as Mickey to introduce the the park to the world. He, he went to South America and Canada. Uh, Parks was hired six months before the park opened, stood next to Roy Disney during the Magic Kingdom's opening ceremony. Wow. Oh, that's him then. Wow. And that famous picture of Roy. Yep. Hmm. Um, what a shame. 60 years old. Though they wouldn't cite his role as the big-eared mouse, Disney officials did recognize his service and dedication to the theme park. They say what he died of? Mm-mm. That's a shame. It that is really a shame. is. But I, you know, 
in his obituary it says he's remembered for his ag- agility that mm-hmm. he was agile i just think that's kind of funny <laughs> i don't know did handstands down main street <laughs> I, I think that you know if you're going to be because he's a character they mentioned that or because he you know or he was a runner i think that it's part of the idea that they're not confirming or denying that um. he was that but these are attributes that you attribute to that person okay my obituary is going to say never had chicken and waffles <laughs> okay all right and our next story disneyland paris to expand as reported in the Wall Street Journal, French theme park operator Euro Disney SCA has received permission from the French government to enlarge its operations, adding a third theme park, a new housing development, and a vacation village. The company, which is 40% owned by Walt Disney Company, on Tuesday, September 19, 2010, said it will sign an amendment to its 1987 founding agreement with French authorities, enabling it to expand its perimeter and operations. Euro Disney said it will be allowed to increase the perimeter of the operations to slightly more than 5,508 acres, or about from a current 4,800 acres. In addition to paving the way for the third theme park, the amendment to the original agreement allows Euro Disney to invest in new housing developments and develop a new vacation village project. The theme of the project would be a sustainable development. Uh, by 2030... Projects within the new perimeter could generate an approximate investment of $10.33 billion. No further financial details were disclosed. In August, Euro Disney reported that third quarter revenue rose 21% due to proceeds from a real estate disposal and improved tourism, but a heavy debt load has left it with a steady stream of losses. All right, well, speaking of expansion, I'm glad you brought this up because I, I just happened to come across this randomly over the weekend, um, first of all, I do not believe this is actually going to happen, but there is a, I guess it's a country in Africa or a place in Africa called, uh, I'm probably mispronouncing it, Pomalanga, Pomalanga. Kathy? <laughs> I knew never you heard of that, that one. <laughs> um, who is saying, the, the, the tourism officials, because I, I guess they have like lots of game reserves or whatever, but they're cash-strapped, and they're saying that they are in discussions with Disney to build a theme park in Umpalunga, Umpalunga, whatever it is. Um, I think it, the, 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 the whole gist of the story is that they're cash-strapped, and they're trying to get more money out of the government. And I think what they're trying to do is say that, you know, oh, we're talking to Disney so that people will invest. That's happened before, not in, um, in I don't actually believe it, but I just – I'm like – there's a, a you know the the story has this picture of of a profile of Mickey Mouse a, you, like it looks like an 85 foot tall Mickey Mouse with an airplane heading for his head. Um, no, I'm serious. Look at the picture. I'll put a link to this on the show notes page. It's uh, Business Day, but it's Business Day. And it's dot co, Is that what you said? Business Day dot co dot za. So whatever za. Zaire. Zaire. Um, but uh, I, I just I thought that was hysterical. That this has happened before, not in Africa, but I forget exactly where it was. Where someone specifically, a company specifically, leaked information that Disney was looking to develop there. It was in Texas, wasn't yeah. it? Texas, that's it. And so they raised the land. The land prices went up, and money kept flowing in. Maybe this is that kind of ploy. I I, I don't. I, I, I that's what I'm guessing. 
That's what I'm guessing. Unless they're looking at, you know, building a Disney vacation club in the middle of the African jungle. Um, I mean, stranger I, things have happened, but I don't think they're opening a theme park in Umpalunga. I guess anything is possible. I think there are other... Uh, well, no, this is true. Once we see the all call for small orange people for employees. Really? Umpalumpas? If they open one in Africa, can I go cover it? Hey, you speak the language. Yes. <laughs> No, you speak the language, John. <laughs> Speaking of rumors of expansion, did you see the rumor one of our listeners sent that they're thinking of building another, there's rumor that they'll build another Disney studio in the Mission District in San Francisco? Yeah, I saw something about that, yeah. Interesting. Well, I could make you jealous, Kevin. Anna is going to Disneyland Paris. She's in London right now. I'm going to make mm. you jealous, And she's too. flying over there. But so she's going I. before you. That's what I'm saying. Lots of people are going before me. <laughs> well, I guess nobody was interested in Paris. <laughs> I want to talk about other stuff. Not when you can talk about Umpalunga. Really? All right. Umpalunga. And our final news I'm story. really impressed that you got through that without saying anything in French. Do you you know, cut out it all, all, all the it. French stuff out. <laughs> Shut up. Laval de Europe. And I was kept thinking, come on, John. You don't know me. And our last news story... <laughs> In our last news story, Universal making changes to seating on the Forbidden Journey. The Forbidden Journey, the newest ride in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios Florida, is undergoing changes to their ride vehicle. But why? There was no problem. <laughs> Everything was fine. <laughs> this that, is common. Didn't that guy just say that in that interview? Yep. Yep, he did. Uh, They're going to start bungee jump or bungee cord and fat people to the back of the ride. Do you just well, wait? yeah. Uh, just to cl- clarify for people, uh, we haven't put it up. Well, I, I think it went the up on the blog. Up. The yeah, blog's yeah. up. Uh, Dave Parfit did an interview with uh, Theory Koo, who was the ride designer for Forbidden Journey. Specifically asked him, "Are you going to make any adjustments to this for larger guests?" And they basically, he basically said no. And I said to Dave, "You're surprised that Universal's lying." They've been lying, as far as I can tell, they've been lying about stuff since April. Um, so this is not, this should not surprise anybody that they're, you know, not going to acknowledge it. Or it's either that or the ride designer legitimately didn't know because it's very possible at Universal that the right hand does not know what the left one is doing. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, it's, I'm amazed they're fixing a problem that didn't exist. Really? Um Idiots. The ride is undergoing changes to the ride vehicle to accommodate larger size guests. Seats for the attraction have an overhead harness that forced park riders to skip the ride after being unable to completely latch the safety apparatus. Many park- oh, not just skip the ride. Get pulled out of line mm-hmm. in front of people and have to do a fat check. We called it fat patrol. That's why they haven't because they've had so probably had so many complaints about this. They had to do something. Idiots. Go ahead. Officials are making changes to the ride vehicle seats after a large number of complaints from guests since the ride's grand opening. Universal spokesman Tom Schroeder is quoted as saying, Idiot. We always want to accommodate as many guests as possible on our attractions. And he's king idiot. Let me just tell you, Tom Schroeder is king idiot, but go ahead. After watching Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey operate for several months, we made some adjustments to the ride's overhead restraints that would allow more people to ride. We're thrilled to be able to give more people the opportunity to experience this attraction. What I love is that it took them a couple of months when on the first day of operation they had complaint after complaint after complaint after complaint about this. It took them, it took them that long. You know, there's a- Apparently there's going to be a new system with like a... Ri- 
Finish my story. <laughs> yeah, but do it in oh, French. God, look at John's face. Oh, it's like you guys keep interrupting me. Oh, that's what it's like. Oh, okay, no. I'm sorry. Wait, it's me. I'm sorry, I'm Walter sorry. Cronkite. <laughs> I know what you're going to talk about, so I want to get to that point. Okay. <laughs> Currently, the adjustments affect the two outward seats on each vehicle. Uh, the well said. So <laughs> you all forget I signed the checks. <laughs> uh, as the harness is pulled down over your head, three clicks indicate the restraint is locked down. Now a stoplight safety indicator on test seats at the rise entrance will be dis- will be the deciding factor. Guests who get a yellow are di- yellow light are directed to a modified seat, while guests with red with red lights are not able to ride at all. Green lights indicate you can ride on any available seat. Riders with a yellow light will get in a middle line, which is now reserved for modified seat riders. Oh, uh, so now we have a fat line. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're going to be separated fat from your family, right? You have now, now outside, instead of just the thing and see if it clicks, there's like a stoplight. Okay, so what if I'm with somebody that doesn't need the... Uh, yeah, you're separated. You're separated. There goes Max. Bye. See you later. I'm over here in the fat line. I'm going to find out this weekend. I'm going over there. Uh, yeah, sure. if, if that's... have a rubber stamp with an F on it for fat. He's so wrong. <laughs> well, at this point... So they embroider a big, a big scarlet F on your, <laughs> on your shirt. I mean, that's what's sh- more embarrassing than be put in this thing and have a big stoplight show red? <laughs> it's, yeah. like being, right, it's like being picked last in gym. Really? You might as well just show a picture yeah. of me eating ribs with my shirt oh. off. Did you see... At <laughs> 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 that point... <laughs> That's the T-shirt I want. <laughs> you want a picture of that on a T-shirt? Yeah. Oh Lord! Oh, come on, a big stoplight with my shirt. It's like Did the you little see in red one light, the, green light game? One kid. of the links in boxer shorts with a beer. <laughs> exactly. Did Dave sent us that there's this guy that started a website or a blog all about losing weight. So that he could ride Forbidden Journey, that was like his quest. That's and he I mean, kept that's reporting. A, oh God! You know, Universe will be done. spinning this now. We're helping people lose weight. Right. We're in healthy now. <laughs> so the, like Jared from Subway. <laughs> yeah. So the guy was thrilled that now they well, have the bigger you know, seats. And I think I, I think that's great. Honestly, I as think as you know, you have a motivation to do that. Uh, wherever you, you you know what, wherever you find it, right. brilliant. I've got no problem with that. I don't think that. Well, I mean, we've been through this before. I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But I, I, I don't think that uh, – I, I think the way they've handled this, I understand that certain attractions, namely roller coasters, uh, do have, because of the harnesses and, and the, the, the dynamics, have – that little thing that comes up between your legs, which holds you in your seat. Oh, right. Lord. Yeah. So I, I understand that. Why you would design a ride like this – for a part of the park like that is what has confused me. I think they started out to do something else and got midway through and realized they couldn't do what they wanted to do. That's what it's always seemed like to me, that there was this, this was not completely thought out. Listen, I know I'm going to get the red light. I just know it. I'm not getting in the line. Right. However, the idea, the, the, the stress, if I thought I was borderline... Of getting up there and not knowing whether I... No ride is worth that. I wouldn't go. No. Well, what kills me is, okay, you're, you're here with your family, you're on vacation, you're having a good time. Your family gets in the line. One or more of your family 
gets in the fat line, okay, because they have to. You go home, and your little kids, I mean, maybe not. We got separated, whatever this ride is, well, because mommy, had, mommy was fat. Well, yeah, what do you do? So do you send your seven-year-old? Well, I, I want to make sure we can confirm that you I'm get separated. I'm going this weekend. Well, that's, who do I take That's what it says? That's exactly what it says. I'll the report is saying now you're going to be, once you're outside and people identify you as being having to ride the special outer seats, you're going to be put in a separate line for those seats. Once you're identified. Okay. I'll go. <laughs> I'm going, like a I'm going over this weekend with Grace and Tiffany. Obviously, they're going to go to the, the skinny mini line. I don't know. I've never been over there. I don't know if I'm borderline. I don't know if I'm the. the I, I assume I'm in the fat line. I don't know. Katie and well, I so went over. Not, but it's not fat. I'm sorry, apologies. It's not just fat. I mean, broad shoulders, mm-hmm. big chested, you know, it's, hippie. Okay, it's I got the hips. The, I got the butt. I right. got the waist. So Katie not, couldn't. When we went over the first time, we did the test seat outside, mm-hmm. and she couldn't ride. So we didn't. So we're going to go over next week and see if now with these new seats, if she can do it. I don't really want to ride it again. Yeah, oh, that's, I is it scary? It. I've never no, done it. it's just no. not an enjoyable ride mechanism. It makes me feel yeah. like really dizzy and queasy and yeah, I, I like it. Okay, well, I'm going to check it out. I wonder if, going back to what you said, Pete, I wonder if they built, they were looking to build a special seat and then couldn't make it work and then just decided the last minute to throw in these sort of standard I have I have no seats. Uh, I have no information whatsoever to support this. It's just a, a a, a, a gut feeling I have that the final product of this ride is not what was planned initially. That at some point during the development, they realized either they couldn't do something or that some part of the plan fell apart. It just something about the way they launched it, the way the, this whole thing has played out, says to me these people are either obscenely incompetent on levels that defy logic, which is very much a possibility based on what I've seen in the last six months from Universal. Or something happened in the process and they had to make substantial changes quickly. It makes you wonder because, I mean, for as much as they touted how revolutionary this ride was going to be, and then it's like they forgot a whole Big part of it. Have you seen these new airline seats that they're talking about? Yeah. The saddle seats. The saddle seats. What? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. It's not a seat. It's like a saddle that you lean against. And it's got like... It's almost like a standing seat. Right. But it's, it's built like a saddle, so there's like a bump. I think the word you used was your junk. Where your junk would go. Now, I've been on some flights where there was some rough turbulence. There's a hoo-ha bump. There's a hoo-ha bump. Yeah. And I got to tell you, and they're really close together. And you just know. Yeah, but they're saying but they're saying that uh, for US carriers, it's almost uh it's almost impossible that those seats could meet FAA requirements, safety requirements. I don't want to go it's to Sanford. It's strange. What, what is, um, the right, exactly. What's the reasoning? It's supposed to be better for you. You can fit more, more no, you yeah. can fit more people in. And oh charge cheap. It, it would almost be like a standing room seat, a standing room pricing. A subway in the sky. So you have, oh, you'd have you have first or business class coach and then basically standing room. Is I what could see Spirit going weird. for that since they already have the really cheap the seat on the wing. Yeah. Uh, that's just crazy. Isn't that crazy? So. But back to Forbidden Journey. Isn't there a test phase where at some point they let employees ride the ride. Yeah, it was the day before they opened to the public. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. The first time employees were allowed on that ride was the day before they opened. Uh, was it May twenty eighth? 
was the was the day we the package holders the first day package holders were allowed in that was the first day people were allowed in the day before I mean, just they from started a running tests standpoint now, well, no they charge people this is, was a big part of my rant back in back in uh, back in June they charge people a premium price to basically go be the beta testers for their ride and then when it broke down or it didn't work or something else happened, there was absolutely no consideration given to their guests. That is where I've, I've lost all respect for Universal. I've lost all respect for them as a business, as a destination. It is very hard for me to say to anybody, you should go to Universal. Because what I saw them do with their business since April of this year tells me they're not reputable, they're not honest, and their concern about their guests is somewhere around ninth or 10th on the list. And, you know, whatever Disney's faults and problems are, nothing remotely close to what happened at Universal with the opening of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter could ever, has ever, or would ever happen at Walt Disney World. Never. And that is why Universal will and forever be, no matter what they add, the redheaded bastard stepchild of Orlando theme parks, in my opinion. We had a similar incident with um, Expedition Everest, where the, the lap bar mechanism wasn't closing, was closing too tight, and larger guests couldn't ride it. But they worked out those details during previews. That's what previews are for. Right. So have we seen the new seat? It's the same seat. They just put an extender on it, or what? I haven't seen. We haven't seen, seen it. A picture so, of no, it? Okay. no. So we'll find out. I believe it's just they've somehow modified the harness that it doesn't have to do the three click. Doesn't the seat still have the little hoo ha bump? Mm-hmm. And when I wrote it, it did. And you'll go this weekend. You'll see. Yeah, I'll find out. All right, that's it for the news. All right. Well, thank you for giving me something to yell about. <laughs> Thanks, Mister Cronkite. We'll move on. Thanks for let me finish. <laughs> we'll move on to rapid fire. Who would like to go? I'll go. First? Go because I don't want anybody to scoop me. Um, <laughs> starting today, you can start making reservations at Bongo's Cuban Cafe, La Hacienda de San Angel, and Paradiso Thirty Seven. Okay, that was worse than Corey's pronunciation. Really? <laughs> wow, that's some great Spanish you got going there. I didn't take Spanish. She's from Africa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how us Africans say it. Say so again, I have a Winnie Mandela shirt, so I, I should have had that on. Thanks, Kathy X. Kathy <laughs> X. I like it. I'm going to embrace that name. That's right. She's going to change her Facebook name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What was your rapid fire? I don't even remember. <laughs> reservations. reservations are available for restaurants. I just wanted to say that crap and yep, no, no, no. You got right. Corey to say it twice. I'm not doing it. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Julie. Discovery Cove for Florida residents. If you spend a day with them, you get free admission to SeaWorld for the rest of the year, but your visit must be completed by December 25th, 2010. Cool. I think Pretty that's, good for yeah. Florida residents, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And that's the only if you can afford to go to Discovery yeah. Cove, really. <laughs> but it is, it is nice. I mean, because basically you're paying what, like two hundred something dollars to go for your Discovery Cove visit. If you go right like now, three months of yeah, SeaWorld free, and that's that's pretty good. Yeah, cool. Thank you, Julie. 
So, Wait, I'm confused. I apologize. You have to visit Discovery Cove, mm-hmm. and then you get next year? No, 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 no. the rest of this year. Oh, 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 okay. December I'm trying to find a value in that, I guess. Well, if you're a SeaWorld fan, which I, I do know some people who visit SeaWorld quite often. But then you already have your pass, right? Not necessarily. Okay. Cool. Okay. Works for some. Teresa. Your, your, your turn. This is weird sitting next to Kevin. All right. I want to let everybody know about a new hotel we have, resort we have on Dreams. Coco Key Hotel and Water Resort just got added a few weeks ago. That's right. It's really cool. I'm it is go. a very, very it's cool very, resort. It does look really nice. You can see this from the from Florida Turnpike. Yeah. Is it Florida Turnpike? Now I see what you're talking about, Kevin. He does need you in the car. <laughs> I, am, I am the GPS. <laughs> and anyway, you can see it from I-4, and it's pretty incredible. It's pretty impressive. Well, Did you know these are a chain? Yes. Did you but, know they have one in Massachusetts? Yeah, but yes. they're not. This is totally different. different. It's the same yeah. company, but those are uh, those Coco Keys, are they own the water park, and they partner with a local hotel. This is the first time they've actually bought a hotel and built the water park the way they did. So this is something entirely different. I got to tell you, um, you know, I've been in this town doing business in this town for 13 years, almost 14 now. Uh, I don't get excited about hotel openings. This pl- I was really, really impressed with this place. Isn't this a repurposed hotel? It, it is. is. It is. This is actually, this hotel this is cool. was... Uh, Around, I mean, back in the '60s, it was one of the first hotels built in Orlando. Actually, it was out there all by itself, right? and it was out there by itself. This was where Disney executives stayed when they were planning and building the Magic Kingdom, and this is where contemporary, the original contemporary cast members were trained. And what they did, though, is they spent four because it was an old hotel, fourteen million dollars they spent, completely gutting this hotel. And I got to tell you, it's like brand new. It's the rooms blew me away. The beds, the beds they're using are are, are Hilton beds in these in these uh, uh, in these rooms. Really comfortable beds, big rooms really, too, and really nice sized rooms for the price. And the water park is, I mean, you've got something there for, for It's everything. amazing. I saw the photos. And Corey came back saying, we have to go spend a week in there. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's it, it, whether you've got, because they've got an area for toddlers, like a, a part of the water park is for toddlers. Part of it is for um, uh, older kids, but not quite teenagers, tweens, I guess you call Stella, kind of, yeah. The Stella. Yeah, Stella. Stella, Stella to twi- you know, even, yeah, Stella. A little bit younger. Stella, younger, maybe a little bit older. Yeah. And then you've got the more extreme part where they've got these crazy slides that like... Shoot the, you out like... Uh, yeah, it's it's insane. I've read lots of history about Walt Disney World, and I've never, ever read what you just said. I read that the people who, the planners, stayed at the Colony Plaza, which is on Route 50, and McGuire Boulevard in Ocoee. Okay, well, this is what they were telling us. Okay. So. Do we know what it was called back then? I don't. I don't. I mean, in any event, just any from the road, it's impressive. It, it looks nice. And it starts at $99 a night. Wow. And we, it's 99 most nights. Most, most nights, nights going yeah. into next year. I guess, does that include access to the water park? Well, no. there is a resort fee. It's $19 a day. That's a little steep, but that includes access to the water park for up to four people. And oh, it no, also, that's not bad. And no. it also includes uh, internet. Internet, You have free yeah. Wi-Fi throughout the wow. resort and in your room. And something else I think is cool, the 
the tiny kids play water area is covered. Oh, that's, yeah. that's really nice. So they're not in direct sun. And the number of lifeguards is absolutely amazing. They have, I think they said it was one lifeguard for every four or five children. That that's, are in. That are everywhere. There. They were all the place, place was crawling. That's like unheard of. That's excellent. Yeah. Un, it was ridiculous. And the arcade. Oh my gosh. A really cool arcade. It's six, a, six or seven thousand square foot yeah, arcade. It's the biggest arcade I've ever seen. It had a little bowling alley in there. I mean, <laughs> and they. I mean, it's just. It's amazing. We're going over this Friday and spend the weekend. I like the bowl. I'll let y'all know. But I really, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, I, I, I was when we first. Were asked to go over and take a look at it. I was convinced there was no way in hell I was going to add it to the site because it was just it just I'm like okay, so it's got a water park. So what? It's also in a very I don't know how to say it. Those hotels in that area have really been let go. But you, it's almost like well, see, it's that's not a fun area. The, that, well, that's why. Well, <laughs> fortunately. This is right on the outskirts right, of that. Right. It's like the beginning um, of... With and from the front, I don't know how many times I passed by the front of that and never noticed it until I went to look for it. And then I'm thinking, oh, okay, here it is. But once you pass through the lobby, you don't know what, you don't ever know what's behind you. You never think about it. You don't hear I drive. You know? I got to tell you, if especially if you've got kids and you want something different, it really is a fantastic uh, a fantastic resort. I mean, it's about five minutes away from Universal, about ten minutes from SeaWorld, about fifteen to twenty from from Disney. Yeah. Uh, and I know they provide complimentary transportation in Universal and SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney, if you if you're going to Disney from there, you probably want to rent a car. Um, and there is a car rental desk in the in the lobby. Max was upset he wasn't going this weekend because of the ice cream we discovered in the oh, restaurant. Oh, the best soft serve ice cream. It's better than Dairy Queen. Hmm. It's well, Hershey. I had a. It, it's like Hershey's ice cream that they serve. There used to be a Hershey store over on Five Thirty Five. Well, when we when we did the first walkthrough and they took us through the like the little food court area, and I saw the ice cream machine, I I asked, "Is it ice cream or is it ice milk?" And the guy I was asking looked at me like deer in the headlights. <laughs> and so when we went back, when we went back to do a proper review of it, um, before deciding to add them. Um, I had to have the ice cream. I had to taste it. I had to know if it was real <laughs> and it was any good. I don't know why. I don't know why this was important. It. Oh, my God. We were like, a Hershey store and some of the best ice cream I've ever had. This is this oh, soft serve. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so good. We were hmm. fighting over the two little bowls I got. I'll finish it. Because I wouldn't let them get <laughs> yeah, more. They were all over Buck Pete. But it was cool. And it was $2. $2, two dollars for a really nice size bowl yeah. of, hmm. of, of this ice cream. So. But check out the video we've got on our site. It's it's real cool. I have a link video. to it in the show notes page. You going and of course slide? we've added it. To Am drink- I going down the slide? Yeah, in the video. I'm staying at the bar next to the kitty section. We've uh, <laughs> we've added it to the site. That's a good um, mom. <laughs> as, as Teresa mentioned, <laughs> life cards. As Teresa mentioned, we've added it uh, to Dream, so we do have a financial relationship uh, with Coco Key. Uh, I will repeat what I've said a million times on the show. Uh, the only reason we would have a financial relationship. Is if it's some place I would stay, or I would let my mother stay. Uh, the number of places we turn down uh, to be on the site far outnumber uh, the number of places that we will take on. And uh, this place really, I didn't. Th- I really thought I was not going to okay this hotel. Yeah, you had it when I set the meeting up. Pete was like, I was no, like, I don't it, know. it is what it is. Well, I'll go take a look. But 
and I was it definitely far exceeded my expectations. Good Some of them. our gizzers are planning uh, meat in the uh, one in the Boston area. Oh, I saw that. However, their water park is indoors because it's in February. Well, it has yeah. to be. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going down the slides, John. I'll play in the pool. Oh, they have a quiet pool, too. Yep, they do. It's nice totally, quiet pool. Totally separate from the other, so. With cabanas, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, look yeah but they're public. They're not like rental rental cabanas. Mm-hmm. They're just kind of like anybody can use them. So, cool. Thank you, I Teresa. Like Kevin. Um, my rapid fire is about our ABD trips next year. We still have space, a couple of spaces left on the February trip. The April trip has got more spaces available. And we have an August 7th trip. And we have a handful of people who have signed up. We have another family who is on the fence. They're looking at scheduling difficulties. However, if they sign up, it's a guaranteed trip then. So we will be going. We're that close to guaranteeing the trip. So if you're interested in traveling with the podcast crew to Southern California, Hollywood, and then the Disneyland parks, please let me know. You can reach me at Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And it's such a fun trip. I'm looking forward to it. It's so fun. It. It's going to be exciting. Oh, you guys you, you guys will love it. You guys will absolutely, really and truly, I'm it's nervous. a great trip. Are you? Are you leaving the kids? Yeah, I've never spent more than, well, one day away from Ferris. I've never spent a day away from Finley. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still hate we're actually, my kids. I really do. We're practicing. Starting yeah. with the, the Swan Dolphin Food and Wine Classic, it's going to be my first time to actually spend more than 24 hours without either one of them. Our, our sitter's going to come and stay oh, with I, them. Uh, when Max was a baby, I fully intended to go back to work full time. That lasted a week because I sat and cried at work all day. Because <laughs> you had to work? No, because I, I was terrified what my child was doing without me. You know even if, if it was Kelvin, oh, are they taking care of him right? I mean, you worry about that things when they're little. Believe me, then I they know. hit older, and then you're like, okay, I'm going. You know? It's like, okay, get out of here. <laughs> but you still always, you, you still, still worry. always worry. Yeah, you do. Just a different level mm-hmm. of worry. I'm 45 years old. My mother still worries. My mother mm-hmm. still asks me if I want money. Yeah, oh, I get that. Money? I get that too. I'm like, Mom, wow. really, I'm good. <laughs> she does. <laughs> she doesn't quite understand what we do yet. Do you she need does, money? She'll say to us, you going do, you, out to eat? do you need money? Do you guys need money? I, Mom, I really don't. I'm okay. <laughs> but that's you, what you, moms do. you got to love them for it, though. Oh, you know, it's the sweetest. It's so sweet. Please. That goes without saying. Okay. My rapid fire actually came from Will Perry this morning at 1130. Um, there was a fire somewhere. Oh, <laughs> that, oh was thank you, thank you for that, John. There was a fire on Splash Mountain. Um, oh, that's why Frontierland was shut yes. down today. Mm-hmm. They evacuated the rides. Trains are not running. And then Kathy said, "All of Frontierland, the shops, the trains, everything." Yeah, I, is I sent off. that out first, and then he replied oh, back. I guess it's out of order on my. Do we know how bad it was? No, no updates yet. But Do we know when this happened? About eleven this morning. Because this morning, yeah. Heather was there this morning, right? I was there. I left about ten forty-five. Were you smoking on Splash Mountain? (laughs) (laughs) Heather, you don't have to do the contortionist thing. Yeah, you can pull the mic out of the the, uh, mic out of the little. Eleven thirty-eight is when I got the. As opposed to twisting yourself into pretzel shape. (laughs) Okay, this is Heather's first time here, and even she knows not to bang the mic, Teresa, when she takes it out of stand. What? I don't do that. She took it out. Oh, please! This is you taking the mic out. And Walter, too. He tr- he thinks he's being quiet and he's really trying. But he's not. There's a lot of banging going on. <laughs> 
This is really sad because Splash Mountain is an, an extremely popular ride. I bet there were a I lot hope, of broken hearts was, today. I hope it was just something really, minor. really minor that doesn't yeah, keep the ride down too. for any length of time. Splash Mountain's mechanism for safety's sake is pretty, uh, pretty intense. I was trapped on Splash Mountain one time and they explained to us that somebody had run their hand in the water and there are sensors in the water which sense how many logs are in traveling. And because it sensed the log and the hand, it thought they were too backed up. And we were trapped for an hour and a half until they figured it out. So I imagine the sprinkler system in there and the, the sensor system, it, it could have been something as simpler as a simpler stop. Simpler. It could have been something yeah. as simple as a motor overheating right. or something. Well, let's hope. Let's hope it wasn't anything serious. And certainly let's hope no one was hurt. So hopefully during the show we'll see if there's an update. All right. Thank you for that, John. All right, that will do it for Rapid Fire for this week. We're going to move on and discuss Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, which is why the show is going up a day late today. We wanted to uh, have that experience last night and talk about it on the show. Probably one of the more popular events that go on every year at Walt Disney World, certainly right up there with Food and Wine. Uh, usually the start of... Uh, Mickey, the first uh, event of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party pretty much starts my fall. That's how I know mm -hmm. the worst of summer for the most part is over. <laughs> and this is what I tell myself, even though I know we're going to have humidity for the next six weeks. Uh, for me, it starts that whole fall thing, and I look so forward to that because this really starts, I think, the best period of the year at Disney World because it starts with Mickey's mm -hmm. Not So Scary, Food and Wine. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, and then, of course, all the holiday events that go on at, at Disney World. So I, I I really look forward to this. And uh, Well, now they're, they're doing them earlier and earlier. Your fall could start in August. And <laughs> yeah, pr pr pretty soon. That's what's going to happen. July. Um, so let's, uh, let's, talk about, let's talk about our general impressions first. Um, I had a really good time last night. Me too. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, that being said, I think Disney has found the maximum amount of money they can charge for one of these tickets at $60. I don't think it can go any higher. And I, they're having problems. They're having problems selling these tickets. Uh, this was the first year that I'm aware of. You can correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first year they're actually offering travel agents commission to sell Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party tickets. They've never done it before. Correct. And correct. this is an, a strong indication that they're having trouble getting people. And I know in years past we've heard that they weren't meeting their goals uh, on a lot of the nights. So, um, But they just keep stretching them out further and further. The problem I had last night is it's the middle of September. I, I understand. I'm, I'm ready for fall as much as anybody else, but I'm not in the Halloween spirit yet. Yeah. It was really hard last night to kind of think. Usually, when you go to when we go to the Halloween party, it's much closer to Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to think that Halloween is still six weeks away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the girls had some issues with that. Thinking, okay, uh, we might as well have gone to the Easter party. So it's one of the oh, it's one of the two reasons I did not dress my kids up. You know, for one, it's stinking hot outside, and the, the costumes for children that small are like fleece and from head to toe. <laughs> I cannot tell you yeah. how many princesses we saw last night. But I also saw some really cool some good costumes. Uh, costumes. Did you guys see Cruella de Vil with Tweedledee and Tweedledum? 
It was no, a whole family. We saw they were awesome. last night with their little skirts up around their waist. Yeah. And we heard one little girl keep saying to her mother, I'm so hot. Aww. And I thought, oh, that's kind of unfair. There's one guy walking around as Scully from Monsters, Inc. Yeah. And, and that, yes. I'm looking at that suit. I'm like, you're wearing a rug. <laughs> in Florida in the middle of September and it's hot. He may have been yeah. nude under there for all we know. Did you all see the four, the four princesses, the Japanese girls? No. Except for um, Alice. Alice was a young Japanese man and he had a great sense of humor. That's hilarious. They had princesses and he was Alice. He was so funny. I saw yeah. a couple of guys I saw a couple of guys dressed in drag uh, yesterday. Oh, this one was dressed as Alice in Wonderland. And I, I, the one guy, I, I, I thought it was like he had like a bustier on. <laughs> he had he had like thigh high, uh, like uh, socks, tights. Well, well, no, they were thigh high boots. boots. They were thigh high boots with like four or five inch heels. Oh, off the shoulder. I can't even walk in this whole off the shoulder number lipstick. going on. Yeah, and I'm like, but it looked like he was there with his wife. Yeah, it was and his I'm wife like, in front of him or his mm. girlfriend. Because I saw her first, and I said, "Ooh, that walking girl around in women's rough. underwear." <laughs> Yeah, because I saw the woman first. I thought, oh, isn't that a pretty outfit? Then I saw the one behind her, and I thought, oh, that girl's kind of rough. Then I realized it was a guy. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I thought I, I thought there were a lot of cool a cool costumes. So does that, does that raise the question, is there too many nights? Should they make less nights to get more revenue per night? Or I think it, they should. That could make way more no, sense I, for them. No, I, I think offer the same number, you know, maybe maybe scale back the, the cost. Uh, is probably a better idea. Because I got to okay. say this, I we've been at times, and I think it's been because it's rained, where the park was empty. Yeah. I thought for the first night, a week night in September, that the mm-hmm. park was pretty crowded. Yeah, it was. So I, I was, was surprised, but not to the point. Down. Not to the point. I mean, you know, a splash Splash Mountain was five minutes. Uh, Buzz Lightyear was five minutes. I'm talking uh, just walking. I'm talking but I'm, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking. But I'm talking. You know, part of the value of buying that ticket is that you get do get to go on certain rides. Yeah. Space Mountain was ten minutes. So we a lot. We waited of- ten minutes last night for candy. Oh really? really? Yeah. Where? Only at Minnie. Only at Minnie Mouse's house. It's the yeah. only place yeah, I had that experience. Okay. Every place yeah. else, we walked right up. Over um, Pinocchio's Village House had a line that stretched all the way back to Philhar Magic. Yeah. Wow. We didn't hit that one. I don't think we did either. We did. But But that one was set up weird. Uh, They had such a weird... It's just there were a lot of people in the park, whether they were... Was it the one around the corner by the bathroom? Mm -hmm. Well, now for those... We got that one. Now, for those not familiar with the Halloween party and how it works, this is what's called a hard ticket event, meaning you have to purchase a separate admission ticket. Your uh, admission media to get into the parks do not count here. Um, and those prices run for adults around sixty dollars, and it's around fifty-two or fifty-three, I think. For I don't have it in front of me. Uh, for children, uh, and the park, uh, the party actually starts at seven. Uh, in order to remain in the park past seven o'clock, you have to have a wristband, which are given out in a number of locations. Uh, right around six thirty, they start making announcements, cute little announcements, mm-hmm. basically kind of politely telling you. If you got your ticket for uh, the Halloween party, uh, you know, make sure you show your wristband. If you don't, it's time to start working your way out of the park. And uh, that message was not getting through to everyone um, because we noticed some people walking around, especially at seven o'clock, being told, you know, told by cast members very politely. You know, you need to leave the park unless you're going to buy a ticket for the event. We they, station, they station cast members at certain points in the mm-hmm. park, and if you try to enter and don't have a wristband, 
They'll turn you away. Right. And we went into, to we got there about quarter to seven, and we were hungry. We hadn't had dinner yet, so our first stop was uh, Cosmic Rays, and there was a cast member at each door. Yep. That wouldn't allow us in without a wristband. Right. So, wristband. so it's not done in an obtrusive way, but they kind of gently say, listen, you know, it's for, part, for party attendance only, and you have to make your way to the front of the park. Now, certain attractions are open. Also, can I say one more thing before you go on? We do want to say that um, they were letting party guests in at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. This has been a question that's been raised many times. It's nowhere is it official, says any place, but people did get in with their party ticket. I wonder if that also affected how many tickets were sold because if you look at the Diz boards and everybody was so up in arms over that, maybe now that they hear that you can get in at four, maybe more people will buy tickets. Yeah, uh, more, more time. time. It does make it yeah. it does make it more of a value. More mm-hmm. part time. Because yeah. this, this runs until midnight. Now, there are attractions open during this. Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway, the Astro Orbiter, uh, Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, People Mover, Stitch's Great Escape, uh, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, which closed at 10 o'clock last night. Uh, Peter Pan's Flight. Uh, Prince Charming, Regal Carousel, Dumbo the Flying Elephant, Mickey's Philhar Magic. Snow White's Scary Adventure, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Swiss Family Treehouse, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, The Magic Carpets of Aladdin, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and The Barnstormer at Goofy's Wiseacre Farm. Do you know what's really weird? This is what why I keep asking people. Also, Space Mountain was open. It's not on the list. Is that what you're going to say? Well, that's what I was going for, but you jumped me. <laughs> Stole my thing. We got there, you know, maybe around like 6.30 or so. And Ferris, he likes going to the parks. This was Finley's first time at the Magic Kingdom. She's finally big enough to where she can sit all the way up in her little seat. And she was smiling and staring at everyone and having a good time. We took them on Aladdin's Magic Carpets. And Ferris, for the first time, was able to sit beside Corey and not sit in our lap and he had the best time i've never seen him happier you know now uh in addition to uh these rides being open and the park being themed for halloween uh there is also a parade uh, mickey's booty you halloween parade which runs at 8 15 8 15 and 10 30 10 30 that's correct uh, there's also a special fireworks show that is different from the normal fireworks show. It's Happy Hollow Wishes uh, that runs at 9.30. Uh, they have character dance parties in a couple of locations, um, which were a lot of fun and actually saw a lot of people doing it. Tremendous amount of people dancing in we- the we had. <laughs> I was pouring, dripping with sweat. Even though we were inside, we did the Diamond Horseshoe review with Woody and um, Jesse and the horse. And Ferris, he was in heaven. But we made the mistake. We put him on the floor so he could dance on his own. He was afraid of the spotlights on the floor. Aww. So he like started trying to crawl away from them. So we picked him up, and I just danced with him and let him bounce and just go crazy. And he was yelling and raising the roof. And I mean. He, the kid loves music. What can I say? But mommy was a little wet. And as we left, we saw a listener. Corey and I are both dripping with sweat. <laughs> we saw Jamie from Iowa. So I wanted to say hi to her. Uh, there's also uh, a show that goes on the Castle Forecourt stage, uh, the Disney's uh, Disney's Villains Mix and Mingle. Uh, there are character uh, experiences, character interactions throughout the park. Uh, first time I ever saw uh, the Seven Dwarves. They were there last year. Um, they were there last year, but yeah, I liked were. where they had them this year. Yeah, that was nicer. Over by the um, old entrance to the Skyway. Right. 
I thought that was a great location. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. cool. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the highlight of the event is the trick or treating locations that are set up all around. I like all around the park, which that uh, they had some theming. I know they always have the Alice Trail, but over where you meet Princess Tiana and Prince Naveen, they had Raymond. It was themed. It was Raymond's Candy Stop. You know the little firefly. <laughs> oh, I guess we, we missed that one. That yeah. yeah, that was we really cute. Hakuna Matata. Yeah, over by Jungle true. Cruise. There are, there are 12 locations throughout the park uh, where they will give you candy. On the way into the park, uh, they are g- giving you uh, little uh, trick-or-treat bags. You can also purchase uh, Pumpkins. Uh, like a Mickey jack-o'-lantern pumpkin thing. Uh, and if you're allergic or if you're like a diabetic and you need sugar-free or you have children with allergies, if you let Disney know ahead of time, you can go to um, – City Hall, and get um, special treats. Well, I went in there. I went in there uh, at later in the evening because okay. uh, Kathy had gone in uh, to check 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 on that, and they did something extraordinary uh, that they really need to be praised up one side and down the other for because it was stunning. Uh, Kathy had gone in and had said, "You know, uh, do you have uh, sugar free candy?" Uh, this whatever was supposed to be there had not been delivered. So they gave her a $25 gift certificate to go over to the confectionery and get sugar-free candy. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, maybe that's a fluke. Maybe that's a fluke. I went into guest services and asked the same question. And sweet girl, her name was, I think it was Amanda, uh, walked me over to the confectionery and let me uh, pick out sugar-free candy, which she then wrote a voucher for and paid for. (laughs) Um, And as I said to Kathy, there is not another company I know of in existence that would have done that. And you came out with a bag of stuff. It was... it, It was stunning. It was absolutely stunning that this is what they would do. Um... And, you know, especially, you know, it's very recent for me being diabetic. Uh, But I've learned very quickly that most places make absolutely no no accommodation whatsoever for diabetics. Disney is the only place I've found that on on a somewhat consistent basis, not saying everywhere, not saying every restaurant or every location, but... A real effort is made a lot more often at Disney for food allergies and issues like diabetes uh, than I've seen in other places. What they did last night was far and away, I was blown away that they were doing that. And I'm almost hesitant to mention it Right, that's what on I the said show, to you last night. I, I- but... At the same time, because I'm afraid, you know, people are going to say, oh, I can go get $20 worth of free candy. Um, I'm glad that she walked over with me to make sure that I was using that for sugar-free candy and not let me have three pounds of fudge. Yeah, see, mine was marked. It said sugar-free right on it. Okay. Um, And from what I had read, that's why I did this, you know, since I'm trying to, you know, be sugar-free, is you're supposed to let them know and we'll have that link that you can send it to it's the same one you use for food allergies and stuff um they want to know like 
a day or two ahead of time, but they are supposed to have candy right there. At guest so, services. And I think that last night they didn't have it. So don't go in expecting that you're going to get the $25 right. coupon. And like I said, if you have food allergies, if children have food allergies, they give you a non-food Halloween item. So nobody is left out, which I thought was really fantastic. And again, again, it, it's, you know, I will criticize Disney in a heartbeat, but for something, especially on something like this, you gotta really ta- take your hat off to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, you know, we big discussion with my Beach Club review about the Disney difference and what it is. Well, there's a good example of it, of what the Disney difference is. So it's not that. It's absolutely right. alive and well. It's just not as pervasive as I and think I it should be. And I just hope people don't take advantage of it. I hope not either. I hope not either because I, I can't tell you guest services could not have been nicer. Mm-hmm. It was the first night of the party. I can understand them not having right. it there. Right. So but I but would to, think in the future they would have it. But you know, another company, <laughs> Universal, would have <laughs> would have said would have said we don't have it. Right. We don't have it. No, Sorry, no, no. you're out of luck. Whereas. You know, they didn't have to go back and speak to 16 managers and, and go, you know, make you sit there and wait. I literally walked in, asked if there was any sugar-free candy available, and she said, we're supposed to have it. We don't, but why don't I walk you over to the confectionery and let you get some uh, sugar-free candy? Yeah, I had my email just in case they, they questioned where I came up with this, and the lady just went, oh, okay, wait a minute. Here, let me write you up. You know, so they do they do try to help you out, but like I said, please don't take advantage of it because, I mean, it's a, it's a great service. I really appreciated it, you know, that now I can partake in some exactly. Halloween candy. I had something to eat, yeah, because I – well, let's talk a little bit about the trick-or-treat locations because it, <laughs> I, I wasn't in much danger of uh, of sugar overload. No. Um, I, I, yourself. I felt <laughs> I like – well, I, I felt, had a lot of good stuff. Well, apparently I, – I, it was hysterical because uh, Teresa, Walter, myself, Stella, and Grace kind of went around the whole night. And I'd see them giving like handfuls to Teresa, handfuls to the girls, and then Walter and I would get there, and here's two for you, and here's two for you. <laughs> yeah, that's the way my bag was because my bag was a lot less than Katie's. Exactly. Till Pete had a plan when we got back to Minnie's house, <laughs> and he was going to take Stella with him. I'm like, maybe if, if if they think like Stella's with me, they'll 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 Even not if it looks like an abduction. <laughs> It didn't work. It didn't work anyway. They gave Stella a handful. And I mean, I actually watched them. They would like, they had like, I'd get up there and they had like a handful of candy and they saw me and they dropped some out of their hand. (laughs) And I'm like, pick that up, pick that up and give it to me. Um, I just, and the only reason I was really collecting candy was I wanted to see how much they were giving out. Uh, and I know last year, I didn't do it last year, I don't think. Um, I don't recall doing it last year. But I, uh, I know there was a lot of complaints about off-brand. Almost everything was off-brand. It was. Um, this time, I, I don't know. It? I mean, I found a lot of on-brand candy. Oh, it was much better. Yeah. yeah. It was much better candy again. We thought we got very little. We also thought there was uh, less trick-or-treating stations. 
There was used to be one by the Haunted Mansion. There used to be one in Columbia Harbor House. Those were both gone. So it just seemed like there was a, a less. But I still well, think 12 is I a think, pretty decent number. Yeah. I mean. Well, did you guys do the one at Splash Mountain? Yeah, I thought that I was I loved real, that one with yeah, the bats was, and going through the little yeah, cavern. Yeah, that was nice. That was a really cool one. But over by the Jungle Cruise, it was all raisins. So be glad you skipped I that traded, one. Oh, no, yeah, I traded people there. was for one that was raisins. There was another one that was candy. Yeah, okay. I got the candy. Yeah. I was like, I saw raisins. Walter gave me his raisins. And Stella I think was some eating of the, kids the little gaming. funky hamburger looking yeah. things. Corey loves those things. Yeah. And trying to swap out with the everybody. gummy gummy yeah. burgers and gummy hot dogs. But she just thought it was this morning. She was going through her stash and she just thought it was hilarious that Uncle Pete wasn't getting half of what she was getting. The one we thought, the one we thought was disappointing was the one as you leave and you go through the turnstiles mm-hmm. and usually that's where they'd give you a bunch. It was like they gave you a couple Werther's. Three little mints. Werther's yeah. yeah. But they were. Did you see what they were? Yeah. They were actual chocolate. They weren't like a hard candy. Yeah, candy. they were but good. Still, it was like mm, those yeah. I did eat. Those I did eat. See, I, love I didn't get to do that. I was holding a sleeping Ferris and pushing a double stroller, so Aww. I didn't get any end candy. Oh, how sad. <laughs> but overall, I think the candy choices were good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. I think the kids, which is truly what it's about, Pete, were getting lots <laughs> no, of candy. About me. <laughs> we had really good cast member interaction last night. I don't I know about you guys. Yeah, we did too. Phenomenal. 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 There was one group of four cast member women in um, Fantasyland who would go up to every little kid and make a big deal about their costume. Aww. Tinkerbell, they curtsied, curtsied to Tinkerbell. Yeah. And pirate kids would go by and they'd be afraid of the pirate kids. That was their whole role for the night. See, and yeah. this is why Fantastic. these things that went on last night, Things like that. Things like what happened to us, uh, Kathy and I, guest services, are the reason – the only reason I would say lower the price for this is because they're having trouble getting people in. I absolutely think for the experience I had last night, pff, worth 60 bucks. It was worth 60 yeah. bucks. But for a family of four or five? There are discounts you, out there. You can get them for, for less if you go on certain nights and you have annual pass, AAA, DVC. You can get a discount on it, but it's still an expensive. It's still day for, you'd, you'd have to plan for it. It wouldn't. It you know. It's, but again, we say it over and over again. If you're going to re- if you use this to replace a theme park day, yeah, you can certainly get your money out. Of oh it. yeah, absolutely, Definitely. absolutely. And you know, because Walter was like, when I told Walter how much the tickets were, he started like choking. And I said to him, "But think about it. We got six hours of entertainment, um, special fireworks, the parade." The candy, the whole, the whole atmosphere the whole thing. Theme, yeah. I said for ten dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You can't do much. Any, you can't rides. do much anymore. And the rides, and you the can't rides do much for ten dollars. Hours to get on that and you were walking right onto. A lot of people, you can't have that traditional trick or treating experience in your neighborhood anymore because right. it's right. just not safe. Right. So the last couple of years, we have substituted this for. You know. Where can you go trick or treating where you let your kid eat out of the bag? That's mm-hmm. uh, we were saying that yeah. last night. Stella was like digging in there eating, and I, uh, my first instinct was, "Wait, don't eat that." And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, "Okay, I guess it's okay to eat it here," because you know you it's go through thing. everything. How yeah. about the cast member in front of the haunted mansion? That lady. Oh, oh she was phenomenal. They had a streetmosphere character in front of the haunted mansion, uh, doing a routine. She was hilarious. Mm-hmm. She was absolutely hilarious. Um, I mean, they really. I mean. Uh, I just thought it was incredibly well mm-hmm. done. It was. I really enjoyed myself. I did too. Um, now, what did we think of the parade? Love the parade. I loved it. Love the parade. Give me some cowboys. Woo. The cowboys. <laughs> the cowboys were popular. Yeah, the cowboys yeah. in the really, really painted on pants. I'm sorry. The four skipping, jump roping cowboys. 
I don't know. It, it took me back to like musicals of the fifties and Oklahoma. I love that. I it like just, the I think I love the gravediggers yeah, too. Now I'm with you on that. Gravediggers were cool, and I like the like the dead dancing people. They were cool too. I would only say, I mean, I was there taking pictures, but they need to light light it up a little more. Thank mm. you. I was saying that myself, looking through the video of the parade. I'm like, okay. Do I need to? It, it, there are different locations. Uh, honestly, if you're planning on videotaping or photographing the parade, you want to be pretty much in the hub on Main Street. That is fully lit. That's the only area of the parade route that is fully lit with big old spotlights. Uh, we were not there. We yeah. were actually over in Frontierland. So were we. Uh, and it was very dark. It was very, very dark. And I apologize about that in the uh, the video, but. It is what it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're planning on taking any photography whatsoever of that parade, you want to be somewhere around the hub uh, for that because it's the only area I saw on the path that was, I mean, lit with, like, you know, those stadium lights they have up there. Yeah. But, I mean, it was. I felt bad because you saw all them dancing, and you could see they were knocking themselves out. But sometimes it was just so dark, you yeah. weren't picking up all the, the details of what they were doing. And the cast members, too, were really into it. You could tell they were mm -hmm. really oh, enjoying they were just... what they were doing, and that stuff is infectious. When you have, because sometimes you'll see the parades, and the cast members like, okay, if I have to do this again, yeah. I will kill myself. No, they were into it deeply. And, and let me ask you this. There was only one new element in the parade, correct? Because I didn't see a, a whole lot. We have a disagreement about that. Okay. Is the silo new? No. No, that's been there. Yeah. The graveyard is the only new thing that I well, saw. Why, Kevin yeah. said it's been there and you said it was new? No, actually the opposite. He thought it was new. No, but it's been there. Are you talking about with the singing chicken? No. Mm -hmm. No, the one before the singing chicken with the... the grain silo. With the grain silo with um, the country bears around. Oh, no, that's there. Yeah. Oh, they were creepy looking, weren't they? But oh, they yeah. were. Now, Kevin, did you like the parade? I love the parade. And by that time of night, though, for for us, for you know, yeah, really. bringing, you know, both of our children are under two. So the beginning of the night when it's still daylight and it's before 730, it was great. They don't melt down yet. They don't melt down and cry. Blah. But by the time the parade was around, you know, Finley was ready to go to bed. I had to attach her to me. Well, then Ferris was like, okay, well, I want to be held. Corey's trying Aww. to, you know, take photos and get content. So here I am with Finley strapped to me. I'm holding Ferris on one hip, you know, and it's like I, I can't, you know, I really couldn't enjoy myself. Yeah. So, you know, the beginning of the night was much better for us. Well, that's why I want to, I want to almost want to go back when I don't have to worry about you know I have that's that aspect it. way of more respect for the parents who bring their small children because this is our first time bringing them to this party it's hard and it's, kids, it's yeah. very hard um i would suggest coming early and you know i could have done without doing the parade because i, I was ready to go home and so were they you know i was exhausted when we left because i, I basically mm -hmm. I mean, you know Corey's getting content i'm basically on my own you know so once the parade was over with i went and sat over at the little that big stone planter at the, the entrance to Adventureland mm -hmm. fed her, tried to get him to drink some milk. He wasn't having it because he was tired. <laughs> she went to sleep, put her in the carriage, strolled over to Corey where he was on Main Street for his photos for the fireworks. Said, look, I'm going to go find a quiet spot and sit. So because they're done, she's asleep. And walking down Main Street, holding Ferris, he fell asleep. Walking Aww. down Main Street with me holding him. And I'm pushing the, the double stroller, which is lighter because he wasn't on the front of it. And we sat um, right outside the exit, and that's where I watched the fireworks. And Finley woke up and 
she was watching the fireworks and smiling and grinning and Aww. she's like okay what's when's the next party mom Ferris <laughs> is passed out you know what though in a blink of eye that's all going to be gone and they're yeah. going to be Stella's age so en- enjoy every little screaming fit they have but Seriously. there was no screaming and no fit. I mean you know even yeah. the, but the getting just tired him you know I just both. wanted to because last night when we were leaving and I saw people walking out holding their kindergartners and they're yeah. you know I'm thinking I remember that but thank god I don't have to pick up Stella anymore <laughs> you know like yeah. walk on your own I don't care if you're tired you know? I'm rather enjoyed the beginning of the evening yeah. now Heather uh, what was your what was your impression of the party I love the party. I'm going again on Saturday. I love it so much. <laughs> Tell us about your costume. I just want to say this. Her costume was fabulous, and it was a costume that not a lot of people can wear. That was an unforgiving costume. You have to be in shape to wear the costume this woman had on last night. Uh, my costume is actually a costume I wear when I march in a parade and play my trombone, and it's a fool the eye costume. So it's a cheetah print bodysuit, and there's a fake snake wrapped around me. And my I have a false arm on one side, and on that side, my real arm goes into the snake and animates the head, so it's a puppet. And when I play the trombone, it looks like she's playing the trombone. But it was fun because I could interact with the kids. I sat for a while just on the curb at stroller height as people were leaving and coming in. And played with the kids because they would see it and they would try to figure it out and they'd be scared or happy and we a lot of people wanted to take pictures of it or have their kids pose with it. So it's really fun to have an interactive costume like the guy with the El Wire suit who was had different faces and he would light up and he was really he was a giant gingerbread man. Did you say him? No, no. And he had a light up face and a light up body and a sort of a brown suit on, but parts of him lit up and his face actually changed expression. And the whole night he was in character. He walked wow. like he was a gingerbread man. He'd go up to kids and make That's the face wild. change. It was incredible. Now Stella this morning was recreating your costume on paper. She oh, had she had you all on paper with the snake coming out. And I'm oh, thinking, oh wow! That's great. She, That's great. she was impressed. <laughs> it's fun for me too because the cast members do have such a good time, but they love seeing the costumes. It's different for them, which I think is a, they really obviously enjoy it. They like to see the different things, so it's very very fun. And I like it's fun. I'm always a little embarrassed. I leave my hotel room in my costume by myself you know i'm going i'm always a bit like oh am i really doing this and then by the time you get on the monorail and there are other people it starts yeah. to feel more normal but i encourage people to put an outfit on because it really does it it pluses and it makes it special. oh it does it I really like, does i like dressing up i like john's costume last night i was just a snooky yeah <laughs> <laughs> really you put cool. your hair in a poof i did no actually i was dressed as a jersey shore not the kids oh, the i had sand on one side <laughs> and hypodermic needles on the other <laughs> Now, Heather, was there was there one part of the party last night that you particularly liked or disliked? I like that they create a whole di- different atmosphere. The Magic Kingdom is different. It's different. It is. The lighting is different. They play uh, different kind of lighting effects on the pavement and on the buildings. Main Street lights up in different colors. There's different music. So you feel like you're in a different place. Mm-hmm. I like riding the rides at night. You get dark acclimated, yeah. so every, you can see a lot more. They're just the the whole feeling is different. I'm really impressed with how they change how it feels. Now, is this your first time doing the Halloween no, party? No, I've done it the past couple of years. Okay. And uh, like I say, I like it so much. I'm gonna. I bought two tickets ahead of time. I knew I'd want to do it again. Mm. So, do you do you feel it's worth sixty dollars? It is. Now, it's easy for me. I'm by myself. You know, this is not. I don't have to make a decision that involves bringing many people at one time. And I can appreciate that that's a big 
out-of-pocket expense. But I agree with everybody that it's worth it. They make it special. Mm -hmm. It's worth planning for. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. worth planning for. It's worth, and I think you can see the kids feel special. People in costume feel special. It's a much different than an average Magic Kingdom day. You know, we all like being in the Magic Kingdom, but this is over and above. It is different. You, you, on an average day in the Magic Kingdom, you do see little children in their princess costumes or their pirate costumes, but and you see the cast members in their costumes. But when you're there for Halloween, yeah. and I was impressed by all the dads uh-huh. that dressed yeah. up. I mean, quite a few. Corey and I enjoyed yeah. dressing up. A lot of people in costume. Families. Yeah, it was really a was, lot of creative stuff, yeah. too. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, people throwing on, no. you know, a pirate hat. They were you like know, a whole had, fam. I saw the whole incredible family, mm-hmm. the Incredibles. I saw, you know, the princesses and their princes. Super Mario and, and Luigi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those were cute. Did you see the baby? The baby in the carriage was dressed up as a, a Mario character. Mario character also. And I found Waldo. Did y'all find Waldo? I saw him several times. No. <laughs> we found um, another group of Japanese tourists dressed as the Winnie the Pooh gang, but they all had on Winnie the Pooh pajamas. Aww. One was Tigger, one was yeah. Eeyore. But their faces were painted. Right. Like, they really had their faces wow. really well. Yeah. You know, they were really cute. Even though it's called Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, talking about it being dark, I overheard a little girl telling her mom, she goes, Mom, the Magic Kingdom is kind of scary at night. <laughs> you Aww. know, which it's it's totally different. You can't yeah, see as is. well. And then plus with the whole Halloween aspect and, mm-hmm. you know, the villain show is going on right there when I overheard this. So I thought that was kind of cute, though, that even though it's called Not So Scary, she was still like, it's kind of scary. The mother should have turned around and said, well, the next time we'll go to Halloween Horror yeah, really? <laughs> we'll give you something to be scared of. You'll be screaming. And I would say, because we were standing there with our cameras and video and stuff, put your camera down every now and then. Because, like, the fireworks. I, I forget to do that. I was, you know, like, watching the fireworks, and every so often I would put the camera down, and I, you know, I, I knew when I got towards the end they were going to do those perimeter fireworks. If you've got your eye glued to your camera, you miss all that. You miss it. Yeah. Can, I, can I bitch about something real quick? Sure. We were, in, we were at uh, the parade, and Kevin rented a scooter for the night because he can't see. And we were in the handicap section, only at the end of the handicap section. And the cast members are doing a really good job of keeping other people out of that section, except when the parade started. So people came in. No big deal. People standing around you. I'm standing behind Kevin. A family comes up, man or woman and a little girl. Uh, the woman and little girl stands to my left. She's The girl's in a carriage. The husband stands to the right and is filming the parade. And the whole time, the, wo- the woman is begging her husband, please pick the girl up and put her on your shoulder so she can say, no, I'm filming. No, I'm filming. This girl saw the entire parade from the wheelchair. She saw the back of wheelchairs the whole mm. night. And oh. I was like, I couldn't believe I was so mad. He should be worst out of the year. I was like, I mean, <laughs> just say no. How could you say no? There's a great deal of discussion on the boards about people renting scooters who don't need them. And I feel the need to explain what you just said before people start writing to me. I have a problem in that I have depth perception problems since I've had my eye surgery. And in low-level situations, if I went to the Halloween party, the only way I would be able to do it is to hold on to a flashlight, and I would have to look at the ground the entire night. By sitting in a scooter, it allows me to look up and enjoy the rest of the party. That's why I have to have a scooter. The first time we went to the party after your operation, uh, we left immediately. We left like in five minutes. It's just it's he too was so hard. afraid he was going to fall. It's too hard to see the ground, and... There's a great many people around, at least on the scooter. I have a headlight on the scooter, right. and it allows me to... Enjoy it. Right. I can see. 
I can sit Look, down and without fear of falling. I appreciate why you're saying this, but you don't owe anybody no. an explanation. Yes, but if he, as far as those people are concerned, let them say something where I can hear it. Let them say something where I can see it. That's why I've got no problem when somebody posts that nonsense on the boards. I've got no problem with those pylons. I got no problem with people going after them and calling these people out for the idiots that they are. And they're out there. They're out there, and it's and they ought to be ashamed of themselves. They're disgusting human beings, making judgments on people who are in scooters because it's not maybe not an obvious issue. What business is it of yours? Shut up. So what? You got to wait. You got to wait a little longer for a bus. Shut up. Shut well, up, you selfish. Mine didn't. I didn't even inconvenience anybody that no, way. No, of course home. not. But it, it's and we sat in the handicap seat. And the reason we did was because I tried to stop the scooter because I don't need to be in the handicap section. I also am six foot five, so even sitting down, I can see above most people. And but they told us we had to go sit. You can't just be anywhere in that right. scooter. You have to sit in a certain section. And the best part was, you know, you're going to that spot. And Kevin's in the scooter, and I'm walking behind him. They thought we were floats in the parade. (laughs) (laughs) I bought one of the light up swords, the light up um, lightsabers last night, and I was jousting my way through the crowd. (laughs) Oh, it was fun. We had a good time. Had a great time. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I I got to say, on every level last night, I thought Disney did it. Not only did they do it right. They did it great. Mm-hmm. And their cast members really delivered the goods. I would like to see something. I would like somebody who went to the October 25th party. Last night was a first. Mm-hmm. It was the first night. We went to Mickey's uh, uh, Christmas party one time. Remember I told you how great I thought the dancers were? Mm-hmm. And I wonder, is it because it's the first performance? As you, you know, were talking in, about the parade and how great everybody was, I wonder if you get closer to the end of the season, do they start to lag and not and be I'm as not enthusiastic talking, about I'm it? I'm not talking huge differences. I'm just talking, would you see that crisp, sharp performance? You know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I know I saw it last night, though. And I think what's really neat is as you walk down Main Street as you're entering the parade, cast members from all parts of Main Street stand in the center of the parade, and they have party ge- uh, excuse me, the center of Main Street, and they have party guests stay to the right, and people who are exiting stay to the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they all had signs, and they all wished us Happy mm-hmm. Halloween. Yep. That was the thing. The other thing, it, it's hard for me to say Happy Halloween. In the middle of and it. I said thanks. Yeah, yeah I did. eventually I just um, was like, "Thank you." Like I said, it, it just—I uh, really—I uh, I gave it extremely high marks. Um, had it not been, and this is where it comes back to this Disney difference thing that I talk about. The cast members took this from being a good party that was kind of worth the money to a great party that was absolutely worth the money. And that's the difference. That is the difference. And every place in any place, because I'm sorry, I don't think it costs more for Disney to train their people to be like that and encourage their people to be like that. And if it does, it's a minor, minor cost in exchange for the benefits short and long term that you get from it. I, I just have to stop for a second. Heather, do me a favor. You know your friend who works in Disneyland? Yeah. Would you tell us about the gentleman? This is gonna, this is speaking to what you're talking okay. about. You told me a story about how this person had been pulled out of one job and put in another job. Right. Can you tell us that 
story? I have some friends who moved as a family from Norman, Oklahoma to Anaheim with the dream of working at Disney. And th- three out of the four family members are work- who want to work there are working there. And one of them started in rides in Fantasyland. And he, I actually, I'm not sure... I hope that this is okay to be public knowledge. I hope I'm not stepping on any toes, but he believes in the magic. I mean, he hands out hundreds of buttons every day, and he sprinkles pixie dust on the Peter Pan flight vehicles, and he's an attraction, so he's a ride loader. And for a lot of people, it's just a job. You know, it's like they're young. It's just a kind of a, a day job, and he really believes in the magic. So he was tapped to become sort of an apprentice to a gal they call Fairy Godmother Pat, who works in Fantasyland. She's the go-to gal for the magic. So if you want to propose on Storybook Land canal boats, if you want to do something special, there's some special event, she's the one who makes it happen. And he was pulled into a meeting and told that he was going to be working with her. And so they saw who he was and what he was doing and they were really paying attention so this is now his dream gig to do oh, this. Wow, that's Unbelievable. You, we were talking about those um, four young ladies, cast members who were carrying on over everybody's costume at one point there was a kid who was dressed up in sort of a scary costume and the four of them threw themselves up against the wall and shrieked because he was so scary I think cast members like that should be rewarded yeah. and I mm-hmm. hope they're recognized I saw that too Apparently, I do too. Pay a lot of attention to what you're doing and how you are, and it seems to be a company where they let you rise to what you want and are able to do much more so than a lot of other employers. That's great. Exactly, and I think you're you're right. Those cast members need to be recognized and rewarded uh, in as many ways as as Disney can find. Um, but also, you know. It doesn't kill us as guests to say thank you. Right. Um, I was, you know, I, I tried to do that last night with every one of them that I came in contact with um, to engage them in some way, to thank them, uh, to whatever, just to, you know, because they, they deal with so many jerks. Did you ever look at the faces of people walking around the Magic Kingdom? The frowning people? Uh, and how many of them are? How many of them don't look happy? And I think to myself, oh, why are you not filled with wonder and merriment and pixie dust? I think, and, why are you here? Exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. watch the next time you're there. Take a second and look at the people walking around. They look miserable. And when you stop and you hear the parents say to the child, do you know how much I'm spending? I think to myself, you're, you're approaching. I'm not. Who am I to tell you how to raise your kid? Yeah, but that's not right. But you're approaching this in the wrong manner. Your kid's not going to care how much you're spending. If you're not having a good time, he's not going to Or else you're going to give him a complex. Time. Right. Poor kid. But watch how many people look unhappy in the yeah. park. I did that my first time to Disneyland, and I was taking pictures looking down Main Street so I could compare it to our Main Street here. And I really was, I was more concentrating on Main Street, and I, when I got home and I looked at my pictures, I have this guy like up in the corner that has just the nastiest look on his face. And I always said to people, this is the happiest place on earth. All right. You want to hear something funny? Uh, one of my first trips down here. Well, one of our first trips, actually. I was, you know, taking video like I did in every trip I took. And I was, uh, this one particular trip, I was taking video of cast members Telling them to say hi. And we're in Fantasyland, and there's this cast member walking across my path, and I videotape him, and I'm like, say hello. And he just looks up and he sneers. Oh, jeez. And we dubbed him, John and I dubbed him 
angry cast member. This is when we lived in New Jersey. This was an angry cast member. Four years later, he was dating my sister. (laughs) (laughs) My sister had moved down here from Jersey. And... uh, was he also angry boyfriend? <laughs> no, he was actually not. He was actually a really nice guy. He was actually a really nice guy, but he wow. was one of these people. He was definitely like disgruntled cast member, um, but he was he was actually a very very nice guy, and he was very good to her. More importantly, but it was it was just so funny because I remember when we met him for the first time. I'm like, I know him, I know him, I know him. <laughs> Angry cast member. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I joked with him. I, I can't tell you what we called him. Um, my nickname for him because we'd get an explicit rating on iTunes. But um, I did tell him. No, it was it was funny. It wasn't yeah. you know mean. Uh, but uh, no, I guess we wouldn't. The bald headed lesbian. Because <laughs> um, he was bald. Yeah. Is that worse than anything else you usually? No, say? probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Told me he was a lesbian trapped in a man's body. Anyway, uh, but no, he was he was a cool guy. But he was angry cast member. And off the topic of that, do you know one thing? I haven't been in the Magic Kingdom recently because it's been two hundred degrees, mm-hmm. and last night was absolutely beautiful. All the hurricanes nice. that are missing us <laughs> yeah. are pulling oh, the humidity sure. off the East Coast. Yeah. So last night, while it was warm, it wasn't humid. You didn't sweat sitting still. Yeah, and there was a little bit of a breeze. It was a great night to mm-hmm. be out. I have not been in the Magic Kingdom, and I find Fantasyland a little depressing. It well, is. All the walls. Yeah. Oh, well, well, it's a transition. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think to myself, I it's pity. It's too much at once. Yeah, I it's pity almost, the first-time guest. Yeah. Who, I, I mean, Winnie the Pooh, it's like Winnie the Pooh's adventure at the loading dock. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's really this sad. wall and this little sort of utilitarian corridor you have yeah. to walk up. And I just think to myself, I know what's possible. I've seen it. I think to myself, what about people who are seeing this for the first time? And I understand that we have to work for the future, but it's a lot. Um, down at Exposition Hall in the... In the uh, in when you first come in, yeah. uh, Main Street is all boarded up. Casey's is closed. They've not just boarded up, but closed. No, Casey's is open. It's open. It's just surrounded yeah, by wood. We saw a sign last night that said closed. We, we, as soon as we got in the park, we had hot dogs. Mm-hmm. This is all coming. You know, I really? felt that way when we went to Disneyland last summer, and a lot of California Adventure yeah. was boarded and I, I felt like I was missing something. I didn't know what I was missing. Right, it was right. my only time there. But you think what's behind that wall? Yeah. And that's what I thought last night as we were walking through. I thought, imagine the first time visitor coming here and seeing this. It really is not magic. At and all. it's it's going to get worse because they're supposed to start bringing in the cranes, and the cranes are going to be back there working during the day. So it's going to spoil it. But what do they say on road construction? A temporary inconvenience for a permanent. Whatever. No, it's they say be- your tax dollars at work. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I want to say hi to uh, our listeners who we met during the party. It was great to meet you guys. Thanks for coming up and saying hi. Ruth and Virginia, sisters from somewhere. And it was, <laughs> it was nice to meet you. Thanks for coming up. Now, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, scale of 1 to 10, last night's party, Kathy. 10. 8. 9. 8. 9. 9. 9.5. Walter, Walter just came in. Um, what did you think, Walter? A scale of one to ten. 
I would say eight. I mean, like you said, the cast members. It was really nice, nice to see people dressed up. The family seemed to be having a great time. They used uh, brand name candy. It was. It was. The only reason movement. I gave it an eight is because there's not anything new. That's the only reason I gave it an eight. Yeah. Still a great party, but there was not anything like brand new. So, all right, that was that will do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. <laughs> <laughs>